If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Straw Hut Media. From Straw Hut Media, this is Psychic Insights for the Modern World with James Van Praag. Hi, this is James Van Prague with part two of Psyche Insights of the Modern World. And we talk about the chakra system, the chakra system where we talk about the colors, the principles, the organs associated. And in the second part, we're going to talk about the endocrine system, the glandular system that has to associate itself with those chakras, something you need to know. So make sure you have a journal, a pen, and you're ready to learn because we take a little bit of a science class back, but a science class which you need to integrate into your everyday life to understand the energy system of the body whether you're an intuitive or whether you're an everyday person working person whether you're a baker an accountant candlestick maker doesn't matter you want to know how you work how you live how you breathe stay tuned if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to James M. Prague and... Psychic Insights of the Modern World. I love the name of that. I titled that. That's all I have to say all the time. So last time we talked about the chakras and we talked about the colors and we talked about um, what they're associated with, thoughts that they have associated with them, uh, where things stay in the body. We talked about energy, how it flows, how it gets stagnant and stuck, if we have negative thinking, if we limit the thoughts. So today I'd like to talk about a very vital part of the chakra system, and that is the endocrine system. And I just want to start with you by telling you that everything is energy. Everything is consciousness and energy. Your consciousness, your experience of being, it, it represents everything that is possible for you to experience, right? Everything, your consciousness, all of your senses, all your perceptions, all your possible states of awareness. Get this one. They can all be divided into seven categories. And each of those categories can be associated with a particular chakra. Thus, the chakras represent not only particular parts of your physical body, but also particular parts of your consciousness. Ever thought of it that way? It's very, very true. When you feel a tension in your consciousness, you feel it in the chakra associated with that part of your consciousness experiencing the stress, and in parts of the physical body associated with the chakra. So that's very, very interesting, isn't it? When there is tension in a particular part of your consciousness, and therefore in your chakra associated with that part of your consciousness, the tension is detected by the nerves of the plexus associated with that chakra. So each chakra, of course, associated with nerves, organs, thoughts, it's all intertwined. It's the most sophisticated communication system there is. So when you think of something that'll affect nerves to act out, and the last place it ends up is your physical body. Just thought I'd mention that to you. Okay. So... It's important that you become aware of the chakras and their communication in the different parts of the body, which are controlled by the what we call the plexus. When the tension continues over a long period of time, so when there's a hurt, when there's like a non-forgiveness, when somebody um, upsets you and it's not dealt with and it stays there for a long period of time and reaches a certain degree of intensity, that person creates a symptom in the physical body. The last place it ends up is the physical body. Okay, remember that. So a thought of something, it affects a various part of the body. But let's say there's an emotional upset. You broke up with somebody, you're very upset, you won't let that one go, there's something you could have learned, you're angry, unforgiving, and a lot of stuff comes up, right? A lot of ego stuff. Uh, he could have done better, she could have done better, they don't know me, they don't love me, whatever it might be. And I call it stain, that gets stained. So that's the heart chakra gets involved in that, and it'll affect the heart chakra. 
So you might find out if it stays that way, eventually it could affect the heart, heart pangs um, in some way, or not feeling good uh, mentally. It could affect everything there in the, in the vision, could affect what you say, your throat chakra. It all works together so easily. So if you let it continue over a period of time, it will reach a physical level. Again, the symptom serves communicate to the person through the body what they have been doing to themselves in their consciousness. So let me repeat that. The symptom serves to communicate to the person through their body what they have been doing to themselves in their consciousness. So what you think ends up in the physical body. Okay, what you think ends up in the physical body. Just make sure I got that one across from you because that's very, very important. Okay, I love that. I just want to sit there with for a while and think about that one because that was pretty good. Okay, now, when you decide to change something, to make a change, to change something about the way of being, about the way you think, about the way of being, something in your life, you're able to release the stress that has been creating the symptom. It's very true. When you let go, when you change something, when you push something out of your life, just let it be, you release the stress. And in doing so, you're letting go of the symptom that, create, that has been able to return to the natural state of being. So you're letting go of that stress, and the body goes back to its natural state of being. That's why it's very important to let go, let God, forgive, and just get back to balance. Because you can't control another person. Only thing you have a control over is yourself. So you want good health. So you have to have good balance, good health, good integrity. See yourself clearly. By you holding on to something, by you holding on to a hurt, the only person who hurts is you. Just so remember that, please. Everything begins with what you think. So everything begins with your consciousness. Everything that happens in your life and everything that happens in your body begins with something you think of. Your consciousness, your experience of being, who you really are is energy. Let's say we can call it life energy. Let's call it life energy or prana, okay? So life energy. The energy is not just living in your brain, it fills your entire body. So when you think of the life energy, seeing it flowing through the body, okay? And it's connected to every single cell of your body, every single cell of your body. I know this for sure because I went to a nutritionist once and he was he has back to me and he showed me a slide of my blood work and he said to me you can't eat chicken and all these cells were clumped up and i'm like i can't eat chicken and i got so angry and then i thought huh he goes sorry you can't eat chicken I'm like huh and then i thought i wasn't going to say anything to him and i thought of the word love i thought love 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 and immediately upon doing that i saw those clusters of cells break away get into single form they had a gold light around them, and they moved smoothly and delicately through the bloodstream on the slide. And without even turning to me, the man said, the most sophisticated communication system we have, huh? Brain, body, there you go. So it's very, very true. So we can call it many things. But your consciousness, your thoughts, communicate with every cell in your body. And through your thoughts, you can communicate with every organ and every tissue. So it's really, really important. You know, there have been a number of theories that are based on this communication with the organs which have affected um, every person around who talk about symptoms and disorders. Many studies have been done in relationship to how our thoughts affect our well-being or our not well-being or dis-ease, our ease or dis-ease. So, energy. Energy can be used in a very positive way or not a positive way loving way or fearful way. It's up to you. You have control. Energy healing can realign, unblock, and balance your chakras. This provides healing on an emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental being. And I'll tell you something. When one thing is in balance, it throws the rest in balance. When th something is out of balance, it throws the rest out of balance. So if you have a bad relationship, you don't feel good about it emotionally. Mentally, you think about it. Maybe it makes you sluggish. You don't want to go anywhere, walk around. And then you think life is over. What is, has God forgotten me? So it affects all those different bodies. So be aware of that. So going back to chakras now. So chakras, as I said in the first part of our series here, chakra is a Sanskrit word, which means wheel or vortex. 
because that is what it looks like. When we look at it, each chakra is like a solid ball of energy interpenetrating the physical body or in a fan. In the same way that a magnetic field can interpenetrate the physical body, so the chakras. And if you look from an aerial view down, you'll see like fans, ceiling fans, one spinning one way, one spinning another way. Chakras interact with the physical body through two major vehicles, okay? So it's important you know this, that the chakra points interact with the physical body, their pathway to the physical body happens through two major vehicles, the endocrine system and the nervous system. Each of the seven main chakras are associated with one of the seven endocrine glands and also with a particular group of nerve, nerves called aplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S. Thus, each of these chakras can be associated with particular parts of the body and particular organs and functions within the body controlled by that plexus, that particular nerve center, or that endocrine gland associated with that chakra. So I'm going to go through each chakras and talk about the different distinctions. So each chakra or energy center is governed a particular part of the body. One of the strongest associations to affect your health and well-being is that formed with your endocrine system. The endocrine system is a part of the body's main control system. So it's very interesting. When I first started doing my work as a medium, I remember the British mediums who worked with me said, you must pay attention to the endocrine system. The endocrine system is one of the most important systems you'll ever be dealing with doing your mediumship. If your endocrine system is burned out, you cannot do this work. And that's very true when I see people on television or other mediums out there who go, 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 go to reading after reading after reading, and they don't give themselves enough time to replenish and recharge the endocrine system. What's happening is it's like a ceiling fan that doesn't turn off. The motor keeps on running, 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 running. And if you run, 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 it'll burn out eventually. So that's what happens. Or diabetes sets in. There'll be some major, major issues, glandular issues. So this is a warning and an awareness they should be very, very mindful that the, the endocrine system we looked at like a fuse box. Don't blow it, you know? Each fuse represents a different part of the body, so don't blow it. So the endocrine system comprises a number of ductless glands and produces certain hormones acting as chemical messengers that are secreted into the bloodstream from particular organs to stimulate or inhibit physical processes. By adjusting the hormonal levels, the endocrine system works by maintaining a certain state of optimal health, a state that the body is ready to work. When one of those things is thrown off, it throws off everything. So it's very important to note that. So be mindful of your endocrine system. I'm going to go more in detail now about that. The chakras are linked with the, the glands responsible for creating those hormones. So let me repeat that. The chakras are linked with the glands, the certain glands responsible for creating hormones. Unsurprisingly, though, the, the positions of the chakras correspond to the positions of the glands in the endocrine system and have an effect on their functioning. The link between the chakras and the glands emphasizes the holistic nature of health and demonstrates that you need to maintain a balance in your emotional and mental activities as well as your physical diet and exercise and also your spiritual outlook. The chakras located in the lower part of our body you know, that's the first, second, third, fourth, lower the fourth, I'd say. Uh, those are the ones that are our instinctual side, they handle the instinctual things. The higher ones, the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, are the ones of the mental side, the higher parts of ourselves. So the chakras can have various levels of activity. When they are open, they are considered operative in a normal fashion. So when you hear so many chakras being open, they're ready to work. The light is on. I see it as a light bulb. The light bulb's on. Ideally, all chakras would contribute to our being. So every one of the chakras should be open and contribute to our work, right? Our instincts would work together with our feelings and thinking, all of us. However, this is usually not the case because some chakras are not open enough, being underactive, and to compensate, other chakras are overactive, means they're enlarged. The ideal state is where the chakras are completely in balance, the exact same size. It makes no sense to try and make overactive chakras less active as they are compensating for other chakras which are underactive. So in order to restore the compensation, they would be overactive again in no time. 
Now that helps with meditation. I've done meditations on the show. I've done meditations. My website done meditations to help. And this part one, I did a whole cleansing. That will definitely help you. So to stop them from compensating the chakras, they are compensating for must be open. Then all chakras will be in balance. So remember, it's all about balance. So when we come back. I'm going to talk about chakra systems that are imbalanced. So stay tuned. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, friends, thank you for coming back here the second part. This is an important part, as it all is. I feel like I'm teaching a school, but I am. So I want to talk about imbalances, chakra imbalances. And when I say chakra imbalances, remember energy systems that are unbalanced. I do a uh, exercise in my workshops where I have students, what I call, assess each other with their hand. They will, one will be the scanny, one is a scanner. And the scanner just takes their hand and rub, puts it over the head of the scanny and then in front of them and they work all the way down to the feet. Not touching them, but just sensing the energy. And nine times out of 10, they'll say, I didn't feel anything by the throat. I felt nothing by this heart area. And then we go into detail with, the, with, the, uh, with their partner. The partner will share with them interesting details about how I was never believed in myself, how I was always told to be quiet, don't speak your truth. Oh, I remember I was, I was uh, lost a uh, husband and I never want to remarry, so it was shut, kind of shut down. So it really works. It really does work. So I want to talk a little bit about that, the chakra system imbalances. And a variety of health problems can be caused by chakra imbalances, no doubt about it. Because if you think about it, that the chakras are the doorways for energy. When you shut that doorway, and it's hard to open over years and years of being out of balance, it's going to cause something. There's going to be a reaction. Every action is a reaction. So remember that, okay? So I'm just going to go over a little bit here about different symptoms one might experience. They might experience. I'm not saying this is everything, but it could be from other things too. But certainly this definitely is a factor. So when we receive energy healing, what really the idea behind energy healing is for the healer to bring open those the doorways and bring new vitalized energy into the system and really opening up each energy center and the association, the symptom associated with it. If they're, if they're an in-tune healer, which I hope you'd find, they'd be able to not only open the chakra points and bring through the energy, but tell you exactly what's going on there, why it was closed, what's holding it closed, what do you have to change in your mind and in your life in order to maintain that being open. Okay? So it's very important. So let's start, please, with the first chakra, the root chakra, which is the one at the base of the spine, which most of us have, and uh, un underactive. It's mostly underactive for a lot of us. Um, when I say inactive, what I mean is a lot of people might feel insecure or afraid to speak in front of a group, not sure who they are, care about what other people think of them, feel like they don't fit in, I'm not worthy of love. Those are sensing, those are imbalances of the first root chakra. I'm not having money, I have not enough money, I don't know how I'm gonna live. That victim consciousness, that's very much first chakra, root chakra imbalance, okay? so. Now, if it was over, overstimulated, if you will, overactive, that first root chakra, you'd be a person who'd be very materialistic, very greedy, very obsessed with having everything, um, that you don't resist change, you become very stubborn, this is your stuff, 
So that's the overemphasized. So chakra system imbalances, and I'm going to talk about the base root chakra, base of spine. Remember, it's a base of spine. The color is red. And remember, it's about security and having enough and having enough financial security. Now, possible physical areas affected by an out-of-balance chakra. So if it's out of balance, there could be a sense of anorexia, obesity, osteoarthritis, autoimmune disease, arthritis, cancer, AIDS, fatigue, kidney, spinal column, issues of security and survival, not feeling enough. And the root chakra is also associated with the adrenal cortex glands. It is a center of physical energy, grounding, and self-preservation. So if you don't have enough physical energy, my friends, you're going to get sick, right? So the root chakra governs back, feet, hip, spine, and legs. So if you have any issues there, see what's going on. Are you not feeling secure enough? Is there something that's securing you? You do not feel secure? The root chakra is also about being physically there and feeling at home in situations. If it is open, you feel grounded, stable, and secure. You don't unnecessarily uh, distrust people. You feel present in the here and now and connect your physical body. You feel here, right, present. I've met so many people, you're a little spaced out. You need to ground yourself. You need to ground yourself. So it's those people you need to immediately imagine that you are like the roots of a tree extending from you. So you feel you're, you're completely centered. You're completely where you want to be. That's fine. Now, if you tend to feel nervous or fearful or you have, don't have enough money or feel victim consciousness, feel no one loves you, no one likes you, you feel uncomfortable around people, it could be that your root chakra is probably underactive. You could easily feel unwelcome. And if it's overactive, you could feel materialistic and greedy. So that's the first root chakra. The second chakra, the sacral chakra, which is three inches below the belly button, right, is orange in color. And it represents, of course, bladder. So any bladder problems, fragility, gold, kidney stones, reproductive organs, vaginal cancer, prostate cancer, pelvic diseases, the issues of physical and material desires, the sacral chakra also governs sexual organs, so any sexual issues. Again, I'm talking about uh, abuse issues, uh, sexual addictions. It's about feeling and sexuality. Your feelings flow freely and are expressed without being over-emotional. You're open to intimacy and can be passionate and lively. And you have no problems dealing with your sexuality. It's fine. Now, if you tend to be stiff and unemotional or have a poker face, the sacral chakra is underactive. There's nothing. You are not open to people. And if this chakra is overactive, you tend to be emotional all the time. Overwhelmed, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. You feel very emotionally attached to people and also can be very sexual. So that's the difference between the two. So as I say these things, just look at yourself and see what relates to you. The third chakra we're going to talk about now is the stomach or the solar plexus chakra, right the gut of your center, above the navel. The color is yellow. Go with your gut. That's your gut. And there are some physical areas affected by an out-of-balance chakra. The out-of-balance third chakra could be diabetes, digestive problems, adrenal organ illness, hypoglycemia issues, power and control. It also governs the stomach, upper intestines, the upper and lower spine. And remember that the chakra is about asserting yourself in a group. It's a power center. So when it's open, you feel in control. You have sufficient self-esteem. Um, I've done before where I've been before a group. I thought, oh gosh, I got to get the energy up. So what I would do is I'd sit and meditate and I'd bring a yellow light right to that center. And I'd fill myself with yellow of power and self-assertiveness and be strong within myself. That's what I would do. Now, when this chakra is underactive and not used, not enough yellow light, not enough energy, the door is closed, and underactive, you tend to be passive and indecisive. So closed off. You're probably timid also and uh, don't get what you want because the chakra is overactive. If it's overactive, you can be very domineering 
and probably even aggressive. So there are many politicians that tend to have an over-open chakra point. That yellow is full of power and ego and domineerance. Now, let's go to the next chakra, the heart chakra. The heart chakra, heart region, of course, color is green, right, the heart, and possible physical areas affected by an out-of-balance chakra. Cancer, high blood pressure, heart problems, thymus, blood, circulatory system, involuntary muscles, and issues about love. The heart chakra is also associated with the circulatory system and thymus gland. So, myocopa, myocopa, myocopa. I remember when I was growing up in Catholic school, you took your fist to your heart and said, myocopa, myocopa, myocopa. What you're really doing is you're stimulating the thymus gland of love. That's what they were doing, okay? So the heart chakra associated with the thymus gland is the center of compassion, love, group consciousness, and spirituality. And of course, the heart chakra governs the heart, the lungs, blood, circulation. As the heart chakra is about love, kindness, and affection, when it is open, you are passionate and friendly, work harmoniously with other people, love to be with people, help people. And when your heart chakra is closed and underactive, you could be a little cold, they're distant, and that's just, you standoffish, that sense of being standoffish. And if that heart chakra is way open, too open, you can tend to smother people, suffocate people with your love, and, and your love probably has um, quite selfish reasons, so all about self there. So look at yourself, see if it's balanced or out of balance. Important, isn't it? Interesting, interesting stuff. Next we go to the throat chakra, okay? Throat chakra, the Adam's apple area, light blue, sky blue, and the physical area is affected by an out-of-balance throat chakra. Asthma, neck problems, lungs, hypoactive thyroid, throat, jaw, elementary canal, vocal cords, and issues all about communication. The throat chakra is associated with the respiratory system and the thyroid gland. It is a center for sound, communication, speech, writing, and thought expression. The throat chakra governs the throat, the thyroid, mouth, teeth, tongue, and jaw. And this chakra, as we know, is about self-expression, speaking your own talk. And when it is open, you have no problems expressing yourself. And you might be doing that in a creative way, singing, writing, acting, painting, now, if the chakra is uh, underactive, which means closed, you tend not to speak much, and you're probably very introverted and shy, and not speaking the truth may block the chakra. So if you don't speak your truth, if you keep it inside yourself, don't speak too much, mm, it closes it down. If the chakra is overactive, way too open, you tend to speak too much, usually domineering, and keep people at a distance, and you're a bad listener, in this case. So I run to a lot of students who speak, 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 and I have to say to them, if you don't be quiet, if you don't listen, you can't hear. So because that chakra is wide open. Great. Now let's get to the third eye center between the, the eyebrow, the eyebrow between the eyes, right? And it's indigo in color. And the physical area is affected by an out-of-balance third eye chakra, our glaucoma, headaches, neurological problems, cerebellum, nose, pituitary, central nervous system, left eye issues, and clairvoyance. The third eye chakra is associated with the automatic nervous system, the pituitary gland, and it is a center of psychic power, spirit energies, higher intuition, and light. Seeing clearly. And the third eye Chakra governs the pituitary gland, pineal gland, skull, eyes, brain, nervous system, and the senses. And this chakra is all, of course, about insight and visualization. And when it is open, you have good intuition. And you might even tend to fantasize about things, perhaps. If this chakra is underactive, it's closed down, you're not very good at thinking for yourself. You double question everything. You may rely on authoritative people to answer the questions. You don't trust your own insights. 
You may be, or you may be rigid in your thinking, relying on belief systems too much, and you might get confused very easily. Now, if the chakra is overactive, you may live in a world of fantasy too much. I've run into this with students too. In excessive cases, there could be hallucinations. That's possible. Now we're going to do the last chakra. We're going to talk about the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, top of head, which is purple or indigo in color. And the physical area is affected by an out-of-balance chakra, crown chakra, exhaustion, epilepsy, cerebrum, pineal gland, right eye. Issues are spiritual wisdom. The crown chakra is associated with the central nervous system. The pineal gland is the center of enlightenment, dynamic thought, inspiration, truth, and oneness. It also governs the top of the spinal cord, the brain stem, pain center, and nerves. And also, as I mentioned before, the chakra, this chakra, the crown chakra, is about wisdom and being one with the world, connecting to that oneness. And when the chakra is open, you are unprejudiced and quite aware of the world as and yourself, open to anything. If it is underactive and closed, you're not very aware spiritually and tend to be judgmental. And you are probably quite rigid in your thinking. And if the chakra is overactive, you're probably intellectualizing things too much. You may be addicted to spirituality and probably ignoring your bodily needs. So there you go. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Okay, friends, welcome back to the next part of our lovely chakra system glandular section. You really got to know this stuff because it's very important to know all of this and how the body is affected because we are souls having a human experience taking on this vessel. This like We're the drivers of a car, but we need to know how the car acts and how the car can be used for its optimum power. Same thing with our bodies and our system, our endocrine system glandular system. So I just might repeat myself a little bit, but I want to make sure you get it. So you can always, of course, write this down. I would. I have papers in front of me, otherwise I'd remember this. So your endocrine glands. Let's talk about your endocrine glands. Endocrine glands. We heard about it in college and school. Now I'm going to tell you about it here in life. Okay. So I want you to take out a journal and I want you to write your endocrine glands. I'll wait. Great. So the title is your endocrine glands, a little science here. And there are going to be three sections. The first section on the left is called gland. That's the title of it. The second section is called secretion. And the third column is going to be called governing. So the main title is your endocrine glands, three columns, gland, secretion, governing. It's good to know this for everyday life, too, my friends. Because some of us tend to get into these overwhelming temper as well. You know, we're throwing out a lot of our um, glandular secretion in there. Or I know when I go on trips, I'm uh, tired, so I need some more melatonin because I've used up some melatonin, which, of course, affects the body rhythm. Okay, so... Endocrine glands, the first column gland, the first gland is adrenal cortex. Let's write down adrenal 
adrenal cortex. And the second section on the secretion, I want you to write ephenendrum actions. Is that right? Ephenendrum? Ephenendrum, okay. The second one is, and this secretion, ephenendrum. Epinephrine. Epinephrine. Okay. Second one is epinephrine actions. The third column, governing, is survival. Okay. Going back to the second gland, second one down, ovaries, secretion, testicles, Ostrogen, testosterone. Okay, that's it. And it governs development. Going back to gland, the third down, pancreas. The pancreas secretes insulin. And it governs metabolism. Good. You're getting the idea now. Going back to gland, the thymus gland secretes lymphocytes. Remember that one? Lymphocytes from science? Lymphocytes. And it governs digestion. Going back to the gland column, next one is thyroid gland. It secretes thyroxine. And it governs immunity. Going back to the glandular section, okay. Pituitary, we've all heard pituitary gland. And it secretes somatotropin. Somatotropin, I'll spell that. S-O-M-A-T-O-T-R-O-P-H-I-N. Somatotropin. And it governs growth. The last one under the glandular, under the gland column, is pineal. You all heard pineal gland. It secretes melatonin. And it governs body rhythm. The endocrine system, commonly each of the body's basic seven chakras, is associated with specific locations on the body, such as the heart, the throat, the crown of the head, but when you look at a chakra chart, it's interesting how the chakras and glands work together. Now, I said before, disturbances in the subtle energy of the chakras translate to physical manifestations and symptoms are likely associated with over-corresponding glands and organs. Now, it's not to say that the chakras are physical or physiological in nature. They are considered energy centers that influence our being at many levels, including physical and biological levels. So whenever one of our energy centers is thrown off balance by a blockage, physical malady can happen. So the last place something ends up is the physical. First is thought, last physical. Important to remember the chakra functions the same principle as a pendulum. If one of them is underactive or overactive, signs will start to manifest that it's out of rhythm. Chakra balancing is important. The disturbance is felt either at the level of a specific or the level of another chakra or a set of chakras disconnected to it. For instance, when the throat chakra is blocked, you may experience sore throat, neck pain, or laryngitis. Similarly, when the heart chakra is out of sorts, high blood pressure and heart-related problems can arise. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. So I would like to go over each gland system here and the chakras, okay? So let's do that. Ready? Okay. So first one we talk about is pituitary gland chakra. There are two chakra glands that serve to regulate overall glandular and biological function, the pituitary gland chakra and the pineal gland chakra. The pituitary's main function is to regulate body chemistry located between the eyes, third eye. This pea-sized gland regulates emotion and intellect and works in partnership with the pineal gland to achieve overall balance. Pineal gland chakra. Essentially, the cone-shaped pineal gland governs and, when necessary, inhibits pituitary gland function. It is the balancing of these two glands that helps facilitate the opening of the third eye. It's important to know. 
So the thymus gland in the heart chakra, as I mentioned before, Mayapura, Mayapura, right? The chakra associated with the thymus gland is the heart chakra. It is located at the center of the chest, at the level of the collarbone. And the chakra healing is a useful area to regulate as it influences the state of the nervous system and helps calm agitation. So you can start from there to calm every other system down. It's very important to note. So let's just go quickly over the chakras, seven chakras and endocrine systems. Each of the chakras in the body is paired with an endocrine gland and governs its function. So before I go any further, here are, you know, I'm going to give this, I want to give you the chakras and the corresponding glands so you just know it, make it easier because I'm already mixed up with it. It's so much information. Oh my God. All right, ready? Right this time. So the first chakra, root chakra, the reproductive glands. It makes sense, right? Testes in men, ovaries in women. Controls sexual development and secretes sex hormones. Got it? Now you wouldn't think that. You'd think it would be the second chakra, but it's not. It's the first, the root. The second chakra, which is a sacral chakra, adrenal glands regulate the immune system and metabolism. The third chakra, your power center, Pancreas regulates metabolism. The heart chakra, the fourth, the thymus gland, regulates the immune system. The fifth chakra, the throat chakra, thyroid gland, regulates body temperature and metabolism. The third eye, the sixth, the pituitary gland, produces hormones and governs the function of the previously of previous five glands Sometimes the pineal gland is linked with the third eye chakra as well as the crown chakra. Just so you can have an idea of what that is all about. So, I'm going to go over this real quickly too. At the base chakra, the root chakra, at the top of the kidneys are the adrenals that produce several hormones, including adrenal, which stimulate the fight or flight that we have, the first root chakra, fight or flight um, response that we all have. That's the adrenal system. So when there's a, a place you get very afraid of or scared, the adrenals go crazy. So that happens. I know a lot of students get up on stage and they're afraid to go on stage. The adrenals are flying. It's like, calm down, breathe, bring back the rhythm of the breath, which slows the heart down, which slows every system down. So remember, the base chakra is about survival. Okay. Second chakra, sacral chakra, related to the gonads in males, ovaries in women, egg creation, as well as controlling levels of estrogen and progesterone. The potential for life in the ovaries is mirrored in the drive of sacral chakra. The energies of the ovaries link with the sacral chakra. Many people think that it is a sacral chakra, which is about sex, sexual organs, of course, but the energy comes from the root chakra, so that's very interesting to note that. Of the third chakra, the stomach, that power center, solar plexus chakra, the pancreas, secretes substances for the digestion of food, such as insulin. That makes sense, stomach chakra. When the chakra is overstimulated, it can cause problems with excess blood sugar, the major cause of diabetes. Thank you very much. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised, I'm just thinking of this theory-wise, if there are a lot of people in very powerful positions who don't give themselves a rest, who end up with blood sugar problems and diabetes. Wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Or ulcers, by the way, too. An understimulated stomach chakra can also cause ulcers. It's interesting. All right, now we're in the heart chakra, my favorite chakra, the first chakra. The thymus, of course, located the heart and produces lymphocytes, which form a vital part of the body's immune system. I remember in biology, lymphocytes were the white blood cell counts, white blood cells that can fight off any immune problems. So the quality relates the thymus to the healing property of the heart chakra. The healing promoted by the chakra links to the thymus gland, right? Throat chakra, next one, the blue one. On either side of the larynx is the thyroid, the thyroid gland. So if you've ever had a doctor do a test and they look and they see the thyroid, it's on either side of the larynx. And they can become easily inflamed, very much so. So anytime you ever have problems with these areas, these glands, look and see what you've been doing. Associate with the chakra principles. See which of these things, is it overactive? Is it underactive? See really what's going on. So when the throat chakra, it's a thyroid, so it produces thyroxine, which controls the rate at which the body converts food into useful energy. There we go. And the thyroid governs, of course, the rate of metabolism in the body. 
It's like putting fuel into a car. How much fuel do you have to drive around? Now, the third eye chakra, the brow chakra, near the base of the skull, is a pituitary gland. The pituitary gland releases hormones influencing body chemistry. The spiritual energy of the brow chakra are reflected in the pituitary's influence on the whole body. The, sh- the chakra, the third eye chakra, works with the pituitary gland in the entire body. Okay, so it's seeing the whole picture. The last one I want to talk about, of course, is the crown chakra, which is the very top of the head, and that's the pineal gland, of course, responsible, lies deep within the brain and produces melatonin, the body's system. The hormone affects other glands in the endocrine system and mirrors the crown chakra's relationship with all the other chakras. This gland and chakra hold sway over the entire system. So it really is kind of the doorway from the higher self bringing that energy force into each chakra point. This is where it starts. So I hope that made somewhat sense to you guys. A lot of stuff to remember, but it's all there because we have to know that the endocrine system has a direct effect on the chakra system. Again, root, testes, kidney, spine, second chakra, bladder, prostate, ovaries, kidneys, gallbladder, bowel, spleen, third solar plexus, which is intestines, pancreas, liver, bladder, stomach, upper spine, the heart, which are in heart, lungs, throat, which is bronchial tubes, vocal cords, respiratory system, all areas of mouth and tongue, third eye, eyes, pituitary and pineal glands, brain, crown, spinal cord, and brain stem. So there you go. We'll get some more into our glandular system when we come back. It'll be a lot easier. That was just the scientific part of it. But you got to know it. Okay, come on back. And when we come back, I'm going to actually use a few processes for you to use what we've learned already for the different um, systems of the body, glandular systems and the chakra system, and overactive, underactive uh, chakra. We'll use several different examples on how you can heal or bring back to balance the different systems. Stay with us. Okay, hi, this is James Van Prague, and I want to talk to you now about an everyday scenario where let's say we have someone underactive, overactive, certain uh, chakra of the body. So let's say we have um, Paula. Hi, Paula. And Paula is a lady who was raised by um, a tough mom and dad. They wanted her to be a certain way. They wanted her to live by their rules, and she really didn't have much of a voice um, at all. She couldn't say what she thought. She had to follow the rules. And she never really um, got to speak what she wanted to. And she ended up staying in her room and fantasizing, make-believe, make-believe, make-believe. And she didn't really trust people um, at all because she wasn't able really to interact with uh, the people she wanted to. She could only interact with people that her parents thought were the ones that she should be with. So... What happens to Paula as she grows older in the world? Well, because of that initial part, and all of us come into this world programmed open. We're very open. We're very open souls. But unfortunately, we sometimes will pick parents, and we do pick them before we come back. And the soul's lesson is to learn how to deal with it, how to get back to ourself and, and really be who we are, not someone else. So Paula, let's say, doesn't have an awareness of herself. As she grows older in high school, this person who couldn't speak her own truth will have a very closed throat chakra she's not able to she's inactive she's um and she also doesn't hasn't been around a lot of people so her third chakra the, the solar plexus of power chakra isn't really there because she doesn't really believe in herself and let's say that her heart she loved her doggies and kitties at home so she has an opening of her heart chakra to that point but people she feels she can't trust them so she can't trust people and she seems very dry because she doesn't speak her truth she seems kind of boring because she can't interact and socialize with people, just the animals. And she really just follows along because her throat chakra is closed. She just follows the leader. No ideas for herself, okay? So what would happen to her? Well, what would happen to Paula? She'd probably end up, um, she might meet a guy uh, in school not feeling good enough, and that guy would probably overcompensate because he probably has an opening. His heart might be very, very open, and he can overcompensate her and help feed her to open up her heart chakra. That might happen. Um, but still, it'll take a long time before 
she's able to express herself. Maybe the boyfriend will help her to express herself, but she doesn't believe in herself because her solar plexus are slowed down or closed down or are not active. So she's thrown into a system, let's say, into a job, and one day um, one of her coworkers in this uh, job couldn't make it, and she's got to take over this person's this person's gig, this person's position. And the position she didn't realize was talking to the sales managers from the Western region of the United States. And she's got to get look at all the reports and speak to these people at two o'clock in the afternoon. She's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? She musters up enough and people around say, you can do it, you can do it. And she musters up enough uh, energy to talk about exactly what she needs to talk about, even more so that the people in the audience say, well, you really know your stuff. You really know your stuff. And she, for the first time, she has people acknowledging her and giving her her power back. So what happens is she opens up that third chakra, the yellow center, the sense of power, of ego. It opens up. The, uh, it becomes active, if you will. And it's a nice time that she probably feels, wow, I do have a sense of myself. And she's also speaking, so that's opening up too. She's speaking about what she found out in the reports, her belief system, her opinion, her perspective. So that in itself opens up that, that throat chakra. So, and the, the love will really help because she has the support of her boyfriend who told her she'd always do it. Now she's got to believe in herself. So there she now can believe in herself. At that point, if she's had that experience, she no longer probably would stay at that job because she now believes in herself. She knows she has the voice for it. She loves herself now. She has assurance of herself. So she no longer can fit into that old way of being. So we'll find in time that Paula will probably find the job that she can get herself, that she's good at, she's good with people, she can speak from her own perspective, and her life goes on. So that's a success story. That's just one of many. I find that people who have, um, let's say, an easier way for people who have, let's say, a closed throat chakra, they're not allowed to speak their self, their creativity. You don't know what you're talking about. Be quiet. We learn that from adults. I would just be creative. At the very least, I would wear blue. Blue is creativity. So you put blue in your apartment or your house. Have that color of the chakra associated with you in your, in your environment where you live. So you, that vibration goes within you. And before you know it, you might be beginning to write poetry. Or you might express yourself more. That does happen. Um, same thing with, let's say, abuse. Um, sometimes with abuse issues, um, we find they close down. They close down the second chakra. Now, that can only be opened with forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key you give yourself because it'll get rid of the decay that you're holding on to with abuse issues and also addiction issues. Anytime you can forgive, it's holding things, something back. You need to forgive. That's a secret medicine. doesn't mean you condone the activity, but forgiveness will really help to open things up and let the energy flow. So I hope those examples helped you. And um, live on, be your strong, prana, vibrant self. I hope all this scientific glandular endocrine work helps you take it piece by piece. Don't let it overwhelm you, but I want you to really integrate it into your chakra work. Okay? Thanks, everybody, for listening. And be back next time for Psyche Insights of the Modern World with James M. Prague. Thanks again. Rock on. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.